First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. Giants-Ravens, next game. This is, speaking of crazy, I was giving Lamar the MVP through, you know, three weeks. You shocked by this bad stretch? He hasn't had a 200-yard passing, or he was 210 today, 174 last week, 144 three weeks ago against the Bills. He hasn't had more than 210 passing yards in three weeks. Yeah, so in the context of how he started the season, I'm surprised. But I, I'm not in terms of what I expected out of him this year and also the human element of what's going on with him. You know, you've said a lot about how he wants to really roll the dice and he's comfortable in doing that. But I think there's a lot of pressure on him not only because of the money that isn't guaranteed to him yet, but the Ravens just have not, other than Andrews, done a good enough job of giving him help in their offense. I mean, Dobbins, Drake scores the touchdown today. So it's running back by committee. There's no real weapon there. Bateman isn't healthy. Duvernay, turns a, a return man, turns into their next best wide receiver. Their defense isn't what it used to be. So, you know, what happens now there, Danny, is he turns the ball over and makes a mistake and the defense can't bail him out like it used to. So, and that way, I mean, last year before he got hurt, he had 16 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. He was not having a good year. Yeah. He looks, he just looks so good early. And I mean, everything you said is right. And we've been talking about that, about how he has to be Superman and do the whole thing. Like, is J.K. Dobbins, what, guy Seven carries for 15 yards. Like, no one there can help Lamar Jackson. I go back to the offseason. They should have traded for A.J. Brown. Like, they do do something for this guy. Well, I think the underrated story there is that their offense now is not what it was when they won the AFC regular season a few years ago. That was a true option-style offense. This offense has evolved because as a passer, Lamar Jackson has gotten better. But the problem there is that I don't know if he's improved enough of a passer to, you know, like, it's taken, I think, too much away from the, it's not like you say about with Russell Wilson where the running is non-existent. But I still think it's swung too far into, he's a good passing quarterback, so let's ask him to throw the ball as much as he is, man. I mean, he had 77 rushing yards today. Yeah, but look at how many how many carries, Danny? Seven. That's not enough for him, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, no, fair enough. Um, the guy's unbelievably productive when he does. That pick was just bad, though. Like, yeah, he picked up the ball and just threw it. I mean, that was not to a fullback. Yeah, like, like you know, it wasn't even like, oh, I'll throw it up to Andrews and let him make a play, and the other team made a play. Like that—that that was a zero percent chance throw when 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 he made it. You, you mentioned Dayball, um, and and coach of the year. Like Daniel Jones's numbers weren't great, but they were efficient, which is just something that we're basically able to say now, week in and week out, and we know what he did and had a huge hand in doing for. Josh Allen and Josh Allen's thriving without him. So it's not like he's the only reason for it, but is this like, are we QB whisperer? Are we, are we, are no. we, are we looking at a, a court or quarterback maximizer? Is, is that, is that what we're looking at here? Mm, 
Well, he's he's shaved the negative plays out of Jones's game. So, like the brutal fumbles, the horrible interceptions. Yeah. In that respect, Dable has, I think, made a positive impact on the guy, but not to the point where I think it's a situation like in Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill, where you think now, like, let's give the guy a contract extension. I'm not even saying that. that. No, I know. I'm not even saying that. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, for this year, like, I think he's brought out the best in Daniel Jones, and it would excite a Giants fan to, like, what is this guy going to be when he gets to work with a really good quarterback? Yeah, I think that's the other side of it. Um, that, that was more what I mean. Like, like, like the thing that I always say about Andy Reid is that guy has, like, you can list, like, legitimately, like, five or six quarterbacks who had their best year with him. Yep. Kevin Cobb, Jeff Garcia, Mike Vick, Alex Smith, Donovan McNabb, obviously Mahomes. Like, that's a wide range of talents. You know, like, he's that's why he's a Hall of Famer. Whatever you give him at quarterback, you will get the best out of that quarterback. And obviously it's early, but no one saw this coming for Daniel Jones. In the NFC pod preview before the season, we would have said that they had a bottom three quarterback situation in the entire league. Yeah, we didn't like it at all. And nobody did. And yeah. and I'm and again, I'm not obviously I'm not saying pay him and the numbers passing are not spectacular, but if he can do this with Daniel Jones, I'd be very interested in what he could do with with a high level prospect. And he's looking like the best coaching hire of, of the last cycle. So Giants fans have to be happy. What's our next game? Miami and Minnesota. Another one of these ridiculous What? Dude. <laughs> How did Miami lose that game? Well, here's the real question I need answered from that game today on that and along those lines. Can you explain to me how Bridgewater and Tua have cleared protocol? Bridgewater to the point where he's the backup quarterback. And all it took was Skylar Thompson to get hurt for Bridgewater to go in and play. So why wouldn't you just had Bridgewater start the game? They said that Skylar Thompson had a great week of practice and he got Fuck that. If that's true, then this coach is an idiot. Dude, did you see his Friday press conference where he went up there and he like banged on the... the he the, went right back to that, I'm your best buddy. I'm the funny kid in class. He, he like banged I'm on the, the lecture and he was guy. Like, he's like, I have an idea. Let's talk about the... The Minnesota Vikings, da, 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 da. like he's just was like so sick of talking about the concussion protocol. And then the first question was like, "Are Tua or Teddy close right. to exiting the protocol?" Like, so I, I think it literally was just that they didn't get out of the protocol until late in the week. He had a good week of practice, blah blah. But of course, it you can't it's tell a rookie me rookie seventh round pick, right? You can't tell me that he's better than Teddy Bridgewater. I agree. yeah, Com- completely. I I don't know if he's spooked by all of the. The noise around what happened, first time head coach, caught a ton of flack. People were accusing him of like endangering Tua. You know, so I I, I don't know why he did it. You'd have to be inside his own head, but it, it was it was very strange. But dude, just, they, they had 400 and I know I have here. They had 458 yards of offense against 234. I know they had turnovers. Uh, I just I wonder. Yeah, and penalties, a ton of penalties. I just wonder if there's now an unwritten rule in the NFL where if you go into concussion protocol, you don't play the next game unless it's an emergency situation. That's kind of what it feels like to me right now. 
Yeah. I mean, yes, I, I agree. I think we're still like a little early into this in the, the new points of emphasis world, but yeah, it, it absolutely feels like, like that's where we're at. Um, Minnesota, is, is there anything that they can do to make us believe in them in the NFC? Because well, win games when you're not at your best and compile a good record, and then if everything comes together. But we saw them against Philly. Yeah, I know that's the one that, but <clears throat> that, but that's a situation now. Looking back on it, before we people thought Philly was good, but not last undefeated team good. I think I think in retrospect that loss in the way they lost doesn't seem as bad, but it's just the Kirk Cousins big game prime time sees ghosts aspect of that game that's impossible for me to uh, completely shake. What Danny, you- I almost made a bet about our next game before kickoff, and then it went dark on FanDuel, and I think it's back now, but the odds have changed. So you could have gotten Seattle at 18 to one to make the playoffs before kickoff today. They were one of the bottom five teams in the NFL to make the playoffs before games kicked off this afternoon. And I had a good feeling that they were going to win in Arizona and Arizona was like maybe two to one or three to one. And I just was like, I don't see that giant gap between these two teams and Seattle wins ugly 19-9. Kenneth Walker plays well. Arizona, same old story. Offensively, just they can't put it together. Field goal early and then nothing the rest of the game. Their only points came off a block punt. And it's like Seattle's 3-3, three and three, but they've got a lot of weapons on offense and they've got a defensive head coach who might be able to coach up that side of the ball. I could see them making the playoffs as the, as the third wild card. So, so could I. Eight, Eighteen to one is is crazy, and I I bet them with. They the were corner. down there with Houston. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That would have been a very very good bet. And if you ever see eighteen to one bets that you like, can I can I get a text? <laughs> can I can I get a text on the side, please? That's just yeah. that'd, be, that'd be that. Just give me a look. Um, the, I mean, the Geno thing is a great story, and Seattle continues to be a great story. But dude, Arizona needs to fire Cliff Kingsbury. You, that it's an unacceptable offensive performance because you can't fire Kyler because you gave him a quarter of a billion dollars. Taysom Hill and the Saints with injured wide receivers put up 40 on Seattle, right? On a huge number. Uh, Goff with injured yeah. receivers. 48, put up, 45. Yeah. Put, yeah, put up a huge number on them. Three offensive points against that defense that someone has to pay the price. He's got one. I think his, I think what's what Kingsbury has now to fall back on, at least for one more week is Hopkins. So he'll come back. I know that the Lions did it without St. Brown. I agree with you. The the Saints did it without, um, was that the game they didn't have Olave? I know they didn't have him this week, or that he got hurt in. I don't like, think Michael Thomas played in that game. That was the game without Michael Thomas. Okay, like, so, so what, what are we talking about? I'm just saying Hopkins will come back the next game. And I think at that point, any excuse for them offensively is gone. It's over. It's done. And then I think that's where the rubber meets the road. He either has – he's got like a one or two – if they were a real franchise, which they're really not – 
because the Bidwells are just one of the worst ownership groups in the league. Right. Um, then this would be, he'd have like a one or two game trial with Hopkins in there. And if it doesn't turn around, see ya at the halfway point. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't. I mean, I like Seattle, but I like Seattle in a shootout. Yeah. I never in a million years would have said Arizona team total. I think that was a total that was in the fifties too today. That was one of the highest second highest total. Yeah. 50 and a half. Just a, a mind boggling. Vegas cleaned the F up today, dude. The only thing that helped the public was the bills and, uh, well, actually, even the, even there though, the Chiefs and Cowboys were popular underdogs. Yeah, no, Vegas Vegas had a very good day. Um, I did not. So, <laughs> if, I'm just, if I'm just being honest. Hey, Danny, did were we clairvoyant about the Bailey Zappi situation with New England? One thousand percent, dude. Mac Jones. He's going to be the first guy into the facility with coffee and donuts. He's going to be sucking up so hard. Like I'm surprised he wasn't the Patriot that went up and offered that game ball to Belichick for Ty and Hallis. Yeah. Did you see that? Incredible. Who is that Jamoke that tried to give him the ball? It, it had to have been like the long snapper, right? Just, like the one coach where you know you can't do shit like that. This guy's like, I'm going to go. Give him the game ball. Belichick looked like he had never seen a football. <laughs> that's that's how he responded to that ridiculous moment. It was incredible. Uh, <laughs> but, but dude, ba- Bailey Zappi, he can he can play a little bit. And are you willing to apologize to Bill Belichick for saying that he's you know like his yes. demise, man, o- overstated? They look good. Yes. I have to say that now that the Browns should be like the barometer on something like that. And they also beat the Lions the week before. So they've gone against, you know, the last, you know, this century's doormat franchises the last two weeks. But dominant wins, though. But here's why today I give him credit. Miles Garrett was on the other side. Cleveland has dudes on defense. They don't play to their talent, but they've got players. And he's like, screw it. I don't care that he's a fourth round pick. They think we're going to try to run the ball like last week, and I'm going to have them go out there and air it out. And that's what they did. They threw the ball. Stevenson didn't get going until later in this game. They came out offensively and said, we're going to trust our rookie fourth-round pick to beat the Browns on the road with his arm. And he did. And he was way better than Brissett, not even close. It wasn't close. And and I know some of this was game script, but I, and I just follow it close because I've got the 11-1 to ticket on Chubb to lead the league in rushing. But, like, the most cliche thing everyone says about Belichick is, like, he takes away what you do best. Yeah, and 12 carries. Good. 12 carries, 56 yards. Just – and, again, I know a lot of it was game script. New England was winning the whole time or whatever. But, like, taking Nick – no one has taken out Nick Chubb from a game this year. Mm-hmm. And Belichick does, and they hang 38 on him uh, with, with Bailey Zappi. So yeah, that some, that guy has not really forgot how to coach. Um, this was our big 12 NFL game of the week that I love Bengals saints. All right. You're Dennis Allen pony. What do you do at quarterback going forward here? When Dalton does not have a good showing James is supposedly healthy and Taysom Hill is clearly a playmaker, but not a quarterback. So I probably have Dalton. I'm not going to need a lot of points to beat the Cardinals. 
from right the short week short short week against Arizona on Thursday night yeah so I would play Dalton probably in the Thursday game and then the rest of the year would be Jameis's I give his back one more week you know about back injuries I don't want to do it on a short week with almost no practice time and then I give the guy extra time and look they could be two and five after that game but honestly if Jameis is healthy and they missed all of their wide receivers today and they still scored all those points Olave was out Landry was out Thomas is out man I think they're I without looking at their schedule they're they might be a great buy low team in the second half because they have been competitive you talk about those teams that have lost coin flips yeah they're right. doing another, that every freaking week man yeah so their losses are 10 points to Tampa eight points to Carolina that's a terrible loss yep three to Minnesota at home and then four today to Cincy their next four in Arizona home against Vegas home against Baltimore in Pittsburgh yeah that's not I mean obviously they got to get all the guys out there on offense they got to have a complete offense they got to have all yeah. three of those receivers Kamara Hill and Winston Camaro looks good by the way Camaro yeah. looks Camaro looks healthy well, then, if those guys all get healthy, they can rattle off five or six wins in a row. That would not shock me. Yeah, you, yeah. If they, if they beat Arizona and then have extra time for, for Vegas, right, have 10 days before Vegas at home and get back to 500 and get healthy, you feel good about it. I would just – I mean, Kamara looks so good to me. I'd, I'd, I'd be worried about the idea of Jameis not being able to get running backs involved in the passing game. Like, it just seems like it's just not something he's ever been able to do in, in his career. And Dalton, he's yeah, but you're not going anywhere with Dalton. You got. No, I know, I know, no, you, I know, I know. But like, you you have to try Jameis for the ceiling. But I worry that you just completely neuter uh, Camara. When, and when, Chase went back to being old. Twenty twenty one Chase today. He was great in that game. So that's the first time we've seen him since week one. That's a big development for Cincinnati.